Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Yep, still here. Hour one on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Yours truly here in the Man Cave, along with Paulie. Fritzy at his crib. McLovin at his apartment in Brooklyn. And Seton at his home as well. Hope we're a distraction. Hope we're entertaining. And uh, glad you're part of the program. A variety of ways you can join us. If you want to dial us up, Marvin is taking over the duty. Mario got promoted, by the way. Uh, it was a quiet promotion. He got promoted to, yep. He was senior breakfast coordinator for a little while and then answered phones. Now he's moved on to social media clips, and he's the one responsible for the terrible seating. I mean, the seating in the Meet Madness bracket. So Mario got promoted. Marvin. He is now taking over the duties of answering the phones there. So Marvin is standing by. Operators are standing by at 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. And Twitter handle, at dpshow. Handling the Twitter account, that is Tyler, the moderator. Was Tyler the creator. He's now Tyler, the moderator there. And then we had uh, Dylan, who used to get breakfast, who's now doing graphics because we don't get breakfast anymore. The big German kid is the director of the TV portion of this program. Yep, it's easy to move up. <laughs> yes, Todd. Does Marv know how to flirt with the guests like I do? I'm, I'm missing that little interaction that I would normally have when I'm handling the guest hotline. How's it going, tough guy? And all that kind of stuff. No, no. I'm living Tony Dungy. He's not doing that. Yes, Paulie. Like uh, we would have on John Smoltz and say, hey, Spartan, when John Smoltz called him, yeah. even though he didn't actually go to Michigan State University. Yeah. Or, hey, crafty left-hander. Yeah. You always yeah, had, yeah. like, there There was a, a scene in the office where Pam's job was to intercept what Michael was going to say to whoever was calling because he was going to say something stupid just to start out. And then she'd say, uh, he's not on the line yet, Michael. So that's what we need. We need the buffer so you don't say when somebody calls up, hey, good looking. Hey, Rick Neuheisel's office. Yeah. I don't like that. Rick Neuheisel will join us coming up, and uh, he has graced us with some great songs down through the years, the CBS Sports college football analyst. I wanted to get his take on the situation going on with these quarterbacks right now. And also, I don't know what the song is about, but he's been great. And get, Born in the SEC was uh, one of the great ones that he did. Michael Wilbon, he's been a grumpy old man. Uh, ESPN has these rankings. They're the best college basketball player of all time. And look, when it first came out that Monday after the Sunday night where they revealed it, I just was in a bad mood. I told you I was in a bad mood. I'm past it now, at least I thought I was, until Shaquille O'Neal just moved past Lou Alcindor into the next round. Come on. Now, is this the public voting on this? I guess it's an open vote, but Shaq is... Shaq wasn't even good as Christian Leitner in college. Shaq would vote for Kareem. 
It's not a popularity contest. That's why I take great pride in this audience, because you're smart. And when I was at SportsCenter, you guys were smart. Since I left, that audience just <laughs> not as smart, apparently. There is no doubt who's the greatest college basketball player of all time. It's Luau Sindor. There's no argument. The only argument is, who's the second best player? No argument whatsoever. But Wilbon is railing on the fact that Shaq moved past Luau Sindor. So we'll talk to Wilbon about a variety of things. Uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, it would have been opening day today, gave his scenarios for the 2020 season. We'll have that for you coming up. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott are chatting again. You know what's amazing? I told you a couple of weeks ago, a source said, Dak wants a three-year deal because Dak wants to capitalize on three years at about $34, 35000000 million, then go back into the marketplace and get another big deal. So he wants to get a three-year, and then he wants his five-year deal, not the other way around, because who knows what that salary is going to be for a starting quarterback, an elite quarterback by then. He wants three years. Cowboys offered five. Now they've budged and gone to four. That's why the Cowboys and Dak Prescott's agent are talking again. At least that's what I was told. But I think Dak will settle at three or four years at $35 million probably, and then he'll be back in the marketplace to get another deal. But he wanted three, and now it looks like he'll move up to four. But the Cowboys and Dak Prescott are chatting. Uh, let me see. A couple of things that I wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, I mentioned it's supposed to be opening day for Major League Baseball, and all 30 teams were on the schedule. And it would have been great to see Max Scherzer versus Jason DeGrom, Mookie Betts, his debut with the Dodgers. Instead, the season is suspended indefinitely because of the coronavirus. Now, keep in mind, baseball played a full schedule even during World War II. But now you had a lot of uh, players who uh, signed up for the military. Uh, Ted Williams famously did. Bob Feller. I mean, there were a lot of great players who signed up, and they were actually in combat. They were in battle. Uh, that's when Joe Nuxall became the youngest player to ever play in a Major League Baseball game. He was 15 years, nine months, uh, the left-hander. But they, they continued to play baseball during World War II, but that gives you an idea of how devastating this pandemic is affecting sports. And even if baseball isn't the true national uh, pastime, the symbolism of opening day is really important because, you know, it's the start of spring. It signifies hope and optimism, and every team feels like, hey, we got a chance maybe this year. And hopefully Major League Baseball will be able to salvage something this year. And if not, we'll look forward to next year. But baseball has been resilient, very resilient. You know, they survived a lot of scandals here. There was the cocaine scandal back in the uh, 70s and 80s. You had the player strikes. You had steroids. We've been through a lot with Major League Baseball. But the dis dis disrupt disruption is uh, tough on everybody, including the word disruption. But uh, hope and optimism will return, not only in baseball, but in the real world as well. Here is the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. He was on with Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter last night, and he's optimistic the season will start maybe in a little more than a month. My optimistic outlook is that at some point in May we'll be gearing back up. Um, we'll have to make a determination depending on what the precise date is uh, as to how much of a preparation period we need, whether that preparation period is going to be done in the club's home cities or back in Florida and Arizona. And, uh, again, I, I think the goal um, would be to get to as many regular season games as possible 
and um, think creatively about how we can accomplish that goal. Gearing back up was the key phrase in there. That doesn't mean you start. You're gearing back up. And we talked to Dave Roberts and Joe Madden, uh, Clayton Kershaw. They all talked about you're probably going to need another spring training to get ready. Therefore, you're talking about maybe June 1st. Maybe. Best case scenario. And then you're looking at uh, maybe a 144-game schedule at the most. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's 100 games. Scott Boris, the uh, great agent, says he has given baseball two proposals. One involving a 162-game season. That starts June 1st. Another 144-game season starting July 1st. Both the proposals have baseball playing through December 26th. He's got it all mapped out, Scott Morris told the L.A. Times. It's workable. We've done the climate studies. Now, Scott wants to make sure his guys who make the most money in baseball get paid. More games, more paychecks. He said uh, the average temperature in December is 67 degrees, which is better than late March and early April in most cities. We have 11 stadiums that we can play postseason games in. I'm going to get my neutral site World Series after all. 11 stadiums. There are eight domed stadiums, three in Southern California. Boris has advocated for a neutral site World Series for some time now and uh, does not want the idea that's been floating for the 81-game season to start July 1st because less games equals less money for his clients. Now, I do have an issue with this. Scott's a very smart guy, probably spent a lot of time with this and his staff. Fans, it's tough for fans to go to some of these ballparks to begin with. And now you're going to say to somebody, hey, you want to go see a game in Boston in November? New York, the Yankees are going to be good this year. How about Chicago in November? Boy, that'll be pleasant. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Minneapolis, Baltimore, D.C., Colorado. Now, I know what Scott Morris wants to do. He wants to front load the schedules where the games that would be in these cities would be played in June, July, and August. Therefore, when we got to October and November, we would be playing those games in warmer weather cities. But that's just the possibilities that Scott Morris has put out there. And if we're going to have baseball, I don't need baseball in December. You know, Scott wants to get his... You know, guys paid. I understand that. How about we do what's best for the game? Best for the fans? How about 100 games? Let, 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 let's start with 100. I don't think anybody's going to be upset. If you say, hey, you get a 100 games right now, we'll take any. Like the hardcore fans, you know, the, the purists are going to say, oh, you, you know, it's not a, you know, a true baseball season. Okay, so what? Get over it. 100 games? Okay. Why don't we start with something that's realistic instead of you just looking at what's going to benefit your clients? You know, if you do 100 games, do you have four-man rotation? Now you – I mean, baseball is predicated on how you handle your pitching staff. I mean, that's the sport. And if you have 100 games, now are you trotting out your ace every fourth day? How are you handling your rotation? How are you handling your bullpen? That would be interesting to see. But it would be opening day. And I don't think we're going to have baseball anytime soon. Probably July. But that's just a guess. If you're looking at a month for training camp, like when do we even get back? When do we even talk about the possibility of getting back? And then you have a month or at least 
an abbreviated spring training where it's three weeks there. But I best case scenario feels like you're talking July. And if you want to go a little bit later on in, into November, okay. I, I don't hate Christmas Day baseball. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I enjoy my NBA on Christmas Day, maybe a college football game. The blue-gray game. Yeah. I, like the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl or something. Like, I don't care. I don't need baseball on December 26th. Miss, then we're going to have a Mr. December. Oh. Yeah. Somebody's going to be Mr. December, at least for one year. All right. You can watch the program on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy, I believe, is going to be cooking. And, uh, How about that? And I don't know if you've cooked a meal before, but you're going to do it on live TV today. You know what? Last night I made some chicken bake coating mixed chicken. It came out I had carrots, and I'm trying to eat healthy. You've been uh, very supportive of me uh, doing that and uh, dropping some pounds and eating better, not having pizza and Chinese food every day. So I had carrots, boiled potatoes, did some baked chicken. It was I did sneak a little slice of pizza that uh, the kids were eating. No, you can't. That, no, you can't do that. Just one. It was like a small. No, piece. no, but you can't. Even, I know, but it wasn't like a New York or a deep dish thing. It was like one of those like little t- triangles that they, you know, when you cut it for like a, a little kids party. You just ruined all the good. Yeah, it's over. He ruined all of that good by one bad. With some Gatorade fruit. <laughs> what did I tell you? Wash it down. What did I tell you? Walking water. and water. W- lots and w- lots of water. Lots of water and a lot of walking. And the kidney stones away. Yes. Keep a bowel obstruction. Yes, that's my goal. That's what we got to do. Yeah, that's, gonna do it. that's my goal. We are going to do it. All right. Yeah, I'm pulling. Dan, we're journalists here. The I-Team has a quick question for Todd. You said you made dinner for the family last night, just to clarify. I can't say I made dinner for the family. Jen took care of the pizza for her and the kids, and I went off the board and took some chicken out of the fridge and dipped it in the bag with the breadcrumbs, the Parmesan crusted, whatever that thing is, and I shook it, and I put it in the oven for like a half hour, and it was really, I felt like I was doing the right thing, and it was, it was healthy, and it made my digestive system feel better and everything. How about no shake and bake? Just chicken. Is that bad? The shaking bag? Yeah. You've got to give it a little flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. totally miserable, though. <laughs> can't just have, like, All right. Okay. All right. I'm glad that you're trying. I'm very proud of you. you got to eat right. I'm a lot better. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Things that's, are passing a lot. Uh, no, no. I'm just, no, you don't no, need that. That's good. TMI. Yep. That's too all much, good. Too much TMI. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by True Car. Shoppers can save an average of over $3,500 off MSRP. See what other people paid for the vehicle you want. The new True Car. Buy smarter. Drive happier. We have, uh, I'm trying to think what bracket I have, Kansas City region today. And I guess we got some drama with the 1-8 matchup. Brian in in Honolulu is upsetting Weston in Chicago, an 8 over a 1. Let's take a listen here. And you can vote open this week and next week on uh, the website there. Here is uh, Weston in Chicago with his take on Avril Lavigne. Roll out the trigger, cause we grilling the meat. Shout out to the DP show audience. Fritzy's not funny, it's my pet like the lane. Skip the door and just go away. I'm too McLovin, the wannabe nerd. No such thing as a junior the third. Back to grilling, chilling with my bros. Except you know who sucks the back rows. I am a traitor boy, I'm about to destroy Baby back ribs in a burger You know what is pretty rad? I can grill with my dad, in fact he's on his way wow. over Wow, that's a, 
Oh, that's, I forgot about him taking a shot at your father who who died. Wow, that's a toughie. Wow. I respect it, though. Yeah. Weston in Chicago. All right, here's Ryan in Honolulu, one of our favorites on the show, and an eight seed in the Kansas City region. got a big following here and they're voting early and often and it's an eight over a one there with uh, western in chicago we'll play the other region kansas city bracket coming up throughout the program we'll come back we'll see if mclevin's got a poll question or two a couple of interesting things an interesting list on the greatest dynasties of all time i saw this with sporting news and you know how i feel about list it's meant to have us yell at each other but in this time of need I'm okay with the list today. Normally, I'm like, oh, I hate these lists. I'll unveil it coming up. Uh, so we'll talk some football with Rick Neuheisel. Is he still all in on Joe Burrow? He said he's a more athletic Tom Brady. I talked to somebody last night who shocked me in what they think Tom Brady is going to do this year. How about that? Got your attention, didn't I? Hi, Screamy. Yes, that's Mike Greenberg would approve of that tease. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up on 19 after the hour, a lot to get to. Glad you're part of the program. Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. Hi, hello, sports fans. Dave Damashek here, and uh, guess who's sitting exactly six feet away from me? Adam Carolla. And uh, we're both here to let you know your favorite Adam Carolla show segment now has its very own feed. Well, what about the injuries? And I go, that's fine, but what about being a your whole life? <laughs> We know the real reason so many people tune into the Adam Carolla show. So let's give the people what they want, Ace. I've seen pictures of him in Russia with a shirt off, and he looks he looks pretty chiseled. <laughs> Enjoy all the good sports segments together in just one place. Make sure you subscribe to Good Sports, available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with performance enhancing. Just, you know, being a hero. You mm-hmm. know? That's what I'd like. Anything to add, Ace? No. Okay. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. We are doing some spring cleaning. DP Show Gear. You guys have taken us up on the offer. Hopefully, you'll be able to get your gear. Uh, $10 t-shirts, $15 baseball hats. Save up to 75, 65% off. We got free shipping. You spend $50 or more plus. Tampa Bay fans got some uh, really nice new t-shirts there. Go to the danpatrick.com 
website and check them out. All right. I got this text last night. This is somebody who uh, I, I don't even want to give you a hint of who they're affiliated with, but they they're in a pretty good position. Bruce Arians. No, no, not Bruce Arians. And uh, he's in an important role in the NFL, let's put it that way. Over, under, games played for TB in 20, question mark. That's how the text start. And I went, what? And this came in at 11-12 last night, East Coast time. Thought was, last year, he was very stiff and statuesque, statuesque in the pocket. Have my doubts. I said, uh, over, under, games played, I threw out 12. And... I, I think that um, my source would take the under on that with Brady. Because you don't have a good line, and uh, statuesque is not – like a woman can be statuesque. I don't want my quarterback being statuesque. Uh, but that was what I got last night. Uh, McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have for me today? Okay, so today marks the 47th anniversary of UCLA winning seven straight titles. Now, the next closest streak in college basketball, two titles. Florida. Just to give you an idea. Yeah, so we were wondering, uh, is UCLA the most dominant dynasty of all time? And I was thinking we could put up some options. It's kind of up for us to come up with which teams belong on that list. Well, I saw this on Sporting News. I believe Sporting News had this. The top 15 dynasties of all time. If I say dynasty, first team that comes to mind, dynasty is interesting. And how do you define dynasty? Because it feels like the Patriots are a modern-day dynasty. Dynasty, for me, was what are you doing over a span of five years, seven years, maybe ten years at the most? Because it's, you know, the Patriots are always in the playoffs. I think they missed it once with Brady there. They've been in nine Super Bowls in a span of, what, 19 years? Yeah, but they also had a nine-year run where they didn't win a Super Bowl. From 2005 till 2014, they didn't win a Super Bowl. They appeared in a few, yeah. but they didn't win one. So they had a nine-year gap in that dynasty. Golden State is 15th on here uh, from 2014 to present. All right. Uh, that, was, that was a dominating period that they have and a juggernaut. But uh, there's a brief interruption there in their dynasty. 14 is the Green Bay Packers, 60 through 67. I just remember them in the first two Super Bowls. I know the Cleveland Browns were on equal footing with the Packers. Probably the Colts were as well, but uh, in the Rams, the Packers, 60 through 67. Uh, the Steelers, 72 through 79. That's as good a defense as I've ever seen. And you also throw in a Hall of Fame coach and all those Hall of Famers on offense. I mean, that was – it felt like this. it was who was going to face the Steelers. Now, the Cowboys were really good back then as well. The L.A. Lakers, 79 through 91, they won five titles, made the NBA Finals nine of those 12 seasons. But that also, like, is it a dynasty? Because there were years where they weren't the best team, where the Celtics were. But they were always there. The Niners of 81 through 94. Um, you had the West Coast offense with Bill Walsh. You had Joe Montana. You had Steve Young. 
They won five Super Bowls, including back-to-back. Um, yeah, I mean, Edmonton Oilers with uh, Gretzky 82-90. to The New York Islanders were a dynasty before the Oilers were. The Montreal Canadiens were, they're number nine on the list, 52 through 60. The Yankees of 96 to 2003. Now that feels like a dynasty in the true sense of what a dynasty is. It was 96 through 2003, and uh, they went to the World Series six times in that period, four titles, and they three-peated 98 to 2000. And they had the core that stayed with them. UConn women's basketball, 1994 to now. They've won 11 titles under Gino Oriema since 1994. They made it to the final four 18 of 19 years. That's a dynasty. That's number seven on the list. Alabama football, 2007 to the present. Five national titles in the last 10 years under Nick Saban. Five straight appearances in the college football playoff. All right. Uh, the Boston Celtics, 56 through 69. Celtics won 11 titles in 13 years. They won eight straight, 59 to 66. Uh, let's see, what else? The Yankees in 49 through 56. Uh, they won five consecutive World Series titles, and then they skipped a couple of years, and then they won another one in 56. The Chicago Bulls are third on the list, 91 through 98. If Jordan doesn't play baseball, that might be your quintessential dynasty because it might have been eight of eight. UCLA basketball, 64 through 75. UCLA won 10 titles in 12 years, including seven in a row, the last one coming on this day, 1972-73, when Bill Walton went 21 of 22 from the floor. And uh, they won the national title. In fact, I think Bill missed more free throws than field goals. I think, I think for some reason, he was 21 of 22 and 2 of 5 from the line. UCLA uh, winning the national title against Memphis. New England Patriots are number one on the list. 2001 to the present. Six Super Bowls since 2001. Um... Yeah, two two decades of dominance here. The Patriots have breached the AFC championship game 13 of 18 times in each of the last eight seasons. Yeah. But you have the nine-year gap, which, you you know, I can nitpick with that. But what is a dynasty? I think that that's how you define it. I always looked at UCLA. That was a dynasty. The Celtics, 11 out of 13 seasons, won an NBA championship. And I know that, you know, we're, we're about today. You know, nobody wants to look back in the 50s, 60s, even 70s. It's all about today. But UConn women's basketball, that's a dynasty. I mean, that's – I don't know if anybody can make that claim of dominating from 94 to now. Yeah, Paul. Is it fair to say the term is watered down? If you win two of three, that's enough to get that word thrown about you in the in any sport? Yeah. Look, we have a dynasty. This team won two of three titles. Yeah. I think with Golden State, we looked at that. LeBron James is a dynasty unto himself. Doesn't he play in the NBA Finals 
but nine years in a row. Also on this day, Magic Johnson, Michigan State, against uh, Larry Bird in Indiana State, and uh, Magic winning that title. McLovin, yes. The Celtics uh, from the 50s and 60s seems low at five. I mean, 11 of 13, that's way better than the Patriots. Yeah. But it's recency bias. We're, you know, and we've the definition of a dynasty is different because you did have a lapse in there with New England. But, you know, it's hard to argue what they've done recently. Seaton? Well, I mean, I think the Patriots, you, if you're a fan of another team in the AFC, it certainly feels like the Patriots were running over you just about every year. Yeah. So, and I mean, even in that lapse where they had down years, they were still in the Super Bowl a couple times. So, I mean, I get it. it it's, is there a difference between a dynasty and a good run? Well, what would be a good run? The Golden State? That's a good run. Yeah, I don't look at that as uh, that as a dynasty. Like that, that didn't, that wasn't as sustainable as you would want. Um, you know, the early '90s Cowboys, that was a good run. But you know, I I think you got to do something more than three years or four years. I I think if you're looking at a dynasty, you know, five to ten year period. Yes, Todd. I'd say Red Sox, a good run versus Dynasty would be another yeah, example of yeah. recent years. They won a few, but they weren't, like, constantly winning world titles recently. Yeah, yeah, Paul. So we've done the Hall of Fame, and we did the Hall of Very Good. Remember, we invented yeah. that for players. We should do a list of the best good runs of all time. Not They didn't qualify for Dynasties. Well, if you look at that list, who would be under, aside from Golden State, Golden State was a good run. Cowboys were a good run. They didn't make that list, though. San Francisco Giants? Didn't they have a really good run about six years that ago? That would have been a good run. <laughs> that would have been a good – because they would win every other year. But that would be a good run. Some of these other – you know, UCLA basketball, that was a dynasty. Celtics basketball, dynasty. The Patriots had, it feels like, a couple of good runs. Now, you can say they sustained excellence, uh, and, and maybe that, that, that's what you, that falls into your definition of that. But uh, – who else is on that list that might be just a good run here? Uh, UCLA, the Patriots, Yankees. Um, Cincinnati Reds in the 70s were a good run, but that's not a dynasty. Celtics in there. UConn basketball, that's a dynasty. Alabama football, is that a dynasty? Yeah, dynasty. In the, these days? Oh, yeah, in these days. The Yankees, 96 to 2003, that's a dynasty. The Niners, a 13-year period. Ed, Edmonton was a dynasty with, with Gretzky. Uh, let's see who else. The Lakers, 79 to 91. Packers, that was a dynasty. Steelers, a dynasty. Yeah, it depends on your definition there. If you got some thoughts on this, calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Nick in San Diego. Hi, Nick. Welcome back. What do you have for me? Oh, morning. How are we doing today? Good, sir. Good, sir. I got two things for you. First thing, you guys are leaving off the greatest dynasty of all time, and that would be the Harlem Globetrotters. The Generals just never stood a chance. Yeah. They won every single game. Yeah, fair, I mean, fair point. But um, the other thing is I got we have a little bit, as the unofficial PR guy for Chat Row, we have a little bit of a controversy going on in here. We have, um, have you heard of the Crawling Dan? Are you familiar? Basically, uh, Nick Lovin's wife crawling right now across the screen last week. Anything on that? Uh, I think, what was it your wife who crawled through the screen or your daughter? It was my wife. Your wife. 
<laughs> she was crawling behind me. Well, we can see the. Off- <laughs> I know. Just tell her to walk past. It's. I know. I know. It was. Uh, did you see it yet? Because I only uh, seen stills. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to embarrass Sarah. So oh, I. No, she she laughed. At okay. Me. Yeah, Paul. It looked like an episode of Dateline where. It's the last thing he ever saw. Because there's like a woman crawling in the background, and he's not McGlove, nonchalantly he's talking sports yeah. on his webcam. This was the last <laughs> image we ever saw of him. I, I saw it. I didn't want to say anything. But, yes, your, your wife, you know when you uh, see those uh, Marine Corps commercials where they're, like, crawling on their hands and knees? You know, the few, the proud. And that she was, she was like, practicing for, you know, she was a mutter. I, she was just getting pretzels for one of the kids. I was like, honey, nobody cares if you walk behind this screen. No. In fact, it probably make this screen look a lot better. Yeah, more of your wife than you, that would be beneficial. But, totally. Oh, I, and I thought it might have been your daughter because I just see, like right in the back, you just see, it's almost like the Loch Ness Monster. Like you're not sure you saw it or Sasquatch. You're like, wait, what just happened there? And then I didn't bring it up. Yes, Eaton. I love that it's being referred to as the crawling, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's a good job by Nick. Good job, the crawling. Uh, how about Iowa wrestling as a dynasty? Oh, oh Dan Gable. Oh. Dan Gable. Yeah, you could look at that. I don't know what those numbers are, but Iowa wrestling, uh, I would say that probably falls uh, into the dynasty category there. Yes, Paulie? Dan Gable was such a big deal growing up it, wherever you lived for wrestling. If you didn't have Dan Gable Asics wrestling shoes, you couldn't really show up. Even like a guy like me who completely stunk at wrestling, I had to have the Dan Gable shoes. <laughs> there were people who wore the wrestling shoes who didn't wrestle. That's how popular Dan Gable was. You know, used to wear Dan Gable wrestling shoes. David Letterman used to wear them on the air with a, with a double-breasted suit, yeah. and he'd wear Dan Gable wrestling shoes. And people were like, what is he wearing? Ryan in Delaware joins us. Good morning, Ryan. What do you have? Hey, DP, six foot two fifty-five. Thank you. I was just going to throw out for the recent dynasties. You got the Chicago Blackhawks run. They had from about 2010 until. That's a good run. That's a good run. I don't. I don't consider that a dynasty. But thank you, Ryan. Yeah, you have a. It has to be a little bit more than three years or four years. It feels like for a dynasty. Or what you did over those four years, like how much did you dominate? But I. For just for me, in my definition, a dynasty is something that's sustainable, not broken up by a few years, and then you you know you pick back up where you were. Patriots are a dynasty. You know, when you look at the NFL, having that kind of success over that amount of time and this recent success, that that's a dynasty. But the other stuff, UCLA basketball, like nobody. You thought UCLA and who are they playing in the national title game every year? Boston Celtics, it was who they were going to face in the NBA Finals with Bill Russell. They at one point, I believe, had eight Hall of Famers on the roster. The Boston Celtics did. And that might have been a year that they lost in NBA Finals. But they, I think, at one point had eight Hall of Famers on there. Uh, Reggie in Mississippi. Hi, Reg. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Long yeah. time listening. Listen, uh, what about your, speaking of dynasties, what about your uh, your uh, big red machine, Cincinnati Reds from the 70s? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, they were, uh, that was a good run. 
because they ended up losing. They lost to the Orioles. They lost to the Oakland A's. They went back-to-back, beat the Red Sox and the Yankees. That's a good run, but that's not a dynasty. Yeah, Paul. You're re- they're really close, though. The Reds appeared in four World Series in seven years. And culturally, they were they were very well-known. You don't have to live in Cincinnati to know about the players because yeah. they had so many famous guys. Yeah. But but even a Cincinnati fan, I would say that that was a good run. That not a, If they would have beaten Baltimore or Oakland, then you could make a case for that. Yeah, Paul. I, I know this is a bigger topic, and I want you to think about it. I, want me to say my question? Yeah. We'll take a break. Play of the day coming up next. More phone calls as well. We have some more Meet Madness songs. We have the Kansas City region, and uh, we'll have those for you coming up. Rick Neuheisel is bringing his guitar, his appearance coming up next hour. He's got a song for us. I'm not sure if it's college football related, which he normally does. Maybe he's got a Meet Madness song for us. Who knows with Neuheisel? And uh, a little bit later on, Michael Wilbon. Grumpy guy will yell at you to get off his lawn. That's coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including the $750,000 poker team. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the website. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcast1.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. It's courtesy of NBC. Little Bob Seeger, Michigan native, Silver Bullet Band. Magic Johnson scored 24, named MVP of the tournament. To this day, highest-rated, highest-Nielsen-rated college basketball game in history. That was 1979 on this day. And Magic had Greg Kelser and Jay Vincent, who went on to be number one draft picks. It was basically Larry Bird against Michigan State. National title play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. A uh, good thing LegalZoom can help. Their network of independent attorneys can answer questions and provide legal advice, help set you up in business to be successful. Learn more at LegalZoom.com. All right, some more phone calls coming up. Meet Madness. We have the Kansas City region. Some more songs to bring to your attention. 
Paulie, you had a question for the room before we went to the commercial break. Right off the top of your head, because we're talking about dynasties and old-time teams and so forth. If you could reverse the result of any sporting event before you got out of high school, your childhood, you know, before you're 15, 16, 17-year-old, you could reverse the course of any one sporting event of your lifetime, which one and why? Now, is it personal or professional? Personal. I would think personal. The one that, like, this will haunt you to the day you die, the loss by your team. Well, my senior year. And it could be like the Cincinnati Reds oh, or you playing sports. Oh, yeah. My senior year, we were one of the top seeds in the uh, state basketball tournament, and we ended up bowing out to the damn Oakwood Lumberjacks who played a, a box and one on me, you cowards. <laughs> You're over it? No. No, because I was going through the scrapbook yesterday, and I see this. Uh, Mason Comets, you know, the, one of the teams to look out for, led by the sharpshooter, you know, Mr. Outside, Dan Patrick. And we go in there, and Oakwood plays a boxing one on me. Is that Bush League? Well, it was good strategy because you obviously got to try to shut me down, and they did. And we lost by a couple. But I'll never be over that. Never. Damn boxing one. Fritzy, you got anything that you would uh, change? I do. Outside of Bronco Super Bowl bad losses for uh, it was a Little League summer uh, game. I was pitching last inning, uh, second and third, two outs. We're up by one. I just got to get one more out. This kid Stephen Cops comes to the plate. Supposedly the manager was trying to get my attention to intentionally walk them and face the next guy, and I didn't get that uh, somehow delivered my way. And I threw it as hard as I can down the middle, two run double, walk off, lost. It's a first place trophy to win by one. We lose one. They're all celebrating. I feel terrible, and I blew the game by giving up a 2-1 double in the bottom of the last day. McLovin? Well, does, does betting count? Because I lost this bet on the Duquesne-St. Joe's game that I always remember. But if I was going to do the common games, the Eagles losing to the Raiders uh, when I was a real little kid in that Super Bowl, the one with the stick'em with Lester Hayes. Yeah, with Ron uh, Jaworski. That's your quarterback. Yeah, that was brutal for me. But as I recall, the game wasn't that close, right? No, what wasn't it like twenty-seven to fourteen or something? Uh, yeah, totally. And Lester Hayes had so much stick on him, I felt like that was cheating. Seton? Oh, I know what you'll pick. Do you? Seton Hall, Michigan, nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Seton Hall, Michigan. Yeah, yeah that was the worst. Um, personally, though, I have two. Actually, one of them is the way the AUAA ended. I would absolutely go back and change that. And not pass it to Mario. And not not pass it to Mario, yeah, that for sure. But if we're going before high school, I was once in this, uh, when I was in like 7th or 8th grade, I was uh, on this like travel all-star team for uh, baseball, and we were losing 7 nothing going into the bottom, or going into the last inning. And the team had rallied back to be, we were down 7-6 with bases loaded, and I was coming up, two outs, and the, my coach pinch hit for me. And I like I kind of flipped out and threw my helmet and was like really <laughs> pissed about it. And the uh, umpire was like, "No, no, no! This kid has to bat. Like you would have had to have already pinch hit for him or whatever the rule was." So I got up and uh, we were down seven six and had this amazing comeback and I struck out the last oh, game. Oh no! No! <laughs> and I was like, you know, you're a kid. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. It was. Probably my worst moment in sports. Paulie, you got one? Yeah, I don't really have a lot of painful archery losses. I mostly won with there. But uh, the 84 Cubs 
They're up 2-0 two, two over the Padres in the NLCS. I think they won the first game 13-0. They were handling the Padres. Mm. And they lost three straight. And the last game that they lost was the same day that Walter Payton broke the rushing record. It was one of the best and worst sports days of my life and a lot of Chicago fans. All right. Uh, update. Did you settle on a poll question, McLevin? Did we yeah, leave I the dynasties? I did, and I put – tell me if it's okay. UCLA, UConn women, Boston Celtics, New York Yankees, Chicago Bulls, and uh, the Patriots, the recent Patriots. Uh, anybody I'm missing that's, that's – I took that list and took the top seven, basically. All right. I mean, I'm fine with that. How about North Dakota State football? Yeah. The Bison. Yeah, like eight titles in the past ten years. Yeah. Mm. Yes, Todd? I'm a Ranger fan, but no love for the Islanders of the early 80s. That's, I mentioned them. I, Okay. They were like, yeah, you weren't listening. Just like the coach who told you to walk the guy, you weren't listening. He, he was not demonstrative enough, and I told Rick Neuheisen will join us coming up. Michael Wilbon a little bit later. More of your phone calls. Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine. Taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of the Under the Radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. 